0: Good morning, my friends, and welcome to yet another incredible installment of Weekend Update. From very high above all the puerile and insipid forms of Wyoming mainstream media, this is Cowboy State Politics. I, of course, am your illustrious host, David Iverson. Firmly ensconced behind the silver Cowboy State Politics microphone and broadcasting to you from the Cowboy State Politics Northern Command Studio in Sheridan, Wyoming. Good morning, my friends, and welcome to the program. Happy Saturday. It never takes me more than a few seconds every Saturday to ascertain the attitude of the Wyoming media. While peering over my second cup of coffee, all I have to do is glimpse at the Pravda on the Platte ...to tell you what their agenda is. It's always left-wing and never is in your best interests. though they try to cloud it and make it look that way. Whenever there's serious issues facing Wyoming citizens, they're always focused somewhere else. It's almost like the flim-flam magician that asks you to watch the other hand. They wave around the little hanky and then they say, watch this, while they're pulling something out of their pocket... And you don't even know that they have it in their hand because you've been watching what they're doing on the other side. Misdirection. Pay no attention to that. There's nothing to see here. And it's definitely the case this morning. So we begin, my friends, with the Pravda on the Platte. Front page of the Pravda on the Platte. Appeals Court sides with Wyoming and Pacific Corp. on haze pollution. Yeah, well, this is important, I suppose. There's no way that anything in Wyoming is creating smog, so I guess this is a probably a pretty good headline. On page two, date for Wyo-Rhino debate set. GOP invites Anonymous Forum to finally talk face-to-face. Apparently, the Redcoats in Natrona County don't like it when their voting records are exposed. Eh, I suppose this is something that maybe Wyoming citizens might be intrigued about. I'll tell you what they're more interested in, is why people who claim to be Republicans vote like Democrats. That might be a better headline. It's a total sham, because Y.O. Rhino is not going to show up. I don't even know who they are. But that's completely irrelevant. The results that Y.O. Rhino comes up with are consistent with all of the other ratings websites in Wyoming. So either they're all wrong, or you have a bunch of redcoats in Natrona County that just don't like being exposed. How about this, Joe McGuire and Pinocchio Joe McGinley? I'll debate you. Y.O. Rhino just publishes a website I bash you guys for your voting records every chance I get. I'd probably be a much bigger catch. Anyway, page three. Nothing of real consequence for all Wyoming citizens. A woman reaches a plea agreement on fentanyl and Wyoming Catholic College instates a new president. Nothing to see here. A full-page ad. Evidently, the Pravda is having trouble generating revenue. Page five. Wyoming Bishop accused of serial sex abuse dies. Huh. Fascinating. Oh, and then there's page six. Trump mugshot captures historic moment. I'm sure the people at the Pravda on the Platte are rejoicing in that the only president to ever be indicted and arrested and had a mugshot taken in American history. I hope you guys are proud of yourselves. Certainly makes us look like buffoons. Page 7 is the markets, page 8 opinion, nothing to see here, and page 9, 10, 11, and so on. There's nothing of real consequence for Wyoming citizens, but I'll tell you what's not there. Not a single article about Rocky Mountain Power wanting to increase their prices 30%. Something that would affect each and every single person that has their home or business powered by Rocky Mountain Power would see their bills jump 30%. That will close Wyoming businesses and it will literally chase people out of their homes or at the very least, they'll probably die of exposure. But not a single article on the rate increase in the Saturday paper. You know, the day where most people can sit around and drink their coffee and read it cover to cover if there was anything in there. This is interesting because on Thursday, there was a gigantic meeting at the Thyra office building in Casper. It was scheduled for just a couple of hours and it ended up being a four-hour meeting. The room that they held the meeting in was filled to capacity and they had to open yet another room for all of the public that wanted to participate in the meeting to have some sort of participation in it. Seems like a big story that might warrant at least a couple articles, even in a couple different editions of the paper. Now, I realize that this is the first time that I've talked about the rate increase, but there again, it is the first episode after said meeting. Now, just to make sure that we're not missing anything, let's go to their website. Front page, there's the bishop that died, The UW sorority lawsuit got dismissed. That's something we probably should discuss at a later episode, and we will. Um, Then there's the Natrona County School District's new opt-in policy about their library books. But again, conspicuously missing is anything about a rate increase for every single person's electricity bill. The Wyoming paper of record, indeed. So again, here I am doing the job that the Wyoming media refuses to do. Rocky Mountain Power is owned by their parent company, Pacific Power. Pacific Power has made a lot of public statements saying that they're going to move into renewable and green energy. Interesting that a company whose sole business model is to generate reliable power focuses on power that is essentially unreliable. Well, there were a lot of people at that meeting in Casper on Thursday that brought this up. Several elected officials said basically the reason they're doing this is they refuse to rely on reliable energy sources like natural gas and coal. Representative John Conrad, a redcoat by any measure, said that one of the main reasons the utility wants the increase is that it doesn't have enough power to supply its customers. Because the company is relying more extensively on intermittent energy from wind and solar, it has to buy power on the market. Quote, Wyoming is paying for the demise of coal fired generation. That is the mineral that built this state. End quote. Essentially, power companies, responsible ones that is, create what is called baseload capacity. That's power that they've gotten in reserve so that they can provide a reliable source of energy to Wyoming citizens. Well, frankly, everybody, but in this case, we're just talking about Wyoming citizens. But they refuse to create that baseload capacity because they're focusing on wind and solar, so-called renewable energy sources. Not exactly a solid business model, if you ask me. Unlike other businesses, Rocky Mountain Power and other public utilities cannot just increase their prices because they want to. They have to apply to the Public Services Commission, which is exactly what that meeting in Casper was all about. Historically, the Wyoming Public Service Commission does not have a great record in saying no to utility companies. If they want a rate increase, they usually get it. Now, the Public Service Commission itself is a three-person executive board in the state government. It's responsible for regulating the state's public utilities. Commissioners on that board are appointed by the governor. And with the advice and consent of the Senate, they serve staggered six-year terms. And no more than two of them can be from the same political party. It's also interesting to note that the members of this board are compensated with your tax dollars to the tune of $123,692. And who is the chair of this elite, very expensive three-person board? Well, it's none other than Democrat Mary Throne. Before you make the mistake of thinking that these three highly compensated bureaucrats are acting in your best interests and will always do so, you should probably take a look at who's on the board. And we don't have to go any further than their chairwoman. Mary Throne served for 10 years in the Wyoming House of Representatives as a Democrat. She ran for governor against Mark Gordon and was defeated soundly in 2018. And then, strangely, in 2019, super conservative, ultra-Republican Governor Mark Gordon appointed her as the head of the Public Service Commission. Talk about reaching across the aisle. Just look at you, Mark. (laughs) Uh, there's nothing like putting a climate change believing wacko democrat in charge of everybody's electricity bills in a september 2022 article by wyoming public radio entitled energy experts discuss renewables and future of coal in wyoming and i quote Mary Throne, a commissioner on the Wyoming Public Service Commission and former state representative, also spoke at the conference. She said that she envisions a realistic future where 80% of energy comes from renewables and 20% from traditional energy sources paired with carbon capture technology in order to meet state and national climate goals. Quote, and this is the important part. You cannot build a new coal-fired power plant today, Throne said. You cannot build a carbon-emitting thing right now. But she also pointed to Wyoming's long relationship with coal and how it is the backbone to much of the economy in the state. Quote, Coal is not the villain, Throne said. The villain, using air quotes, is greenhouse gases. And if we can all agree that we need to pursue decarbonization goals, I think there is consensus on that point. End quote. That is the person that's in charge of the Public Service Commission, and therefore, your electricity bill. Still think that holding a four-hour meeting is them acting in your best interests? Yeah, if you believe that, I've got some beachfront property around Guernsey to sell you. Earlier this week... I caught up with one of the Wyoming representatives that's leading the charge on this rate increase. His name is Representative Tony Locke from Casper. After we take a quick break, I'll give you that discussion. But first, an absolutely obscene profit timeout. Cowboy State Politics is brought to you by Morton Buildings. It doesn't really matter what type of building you've been thinking about for your property. You should just begin by calling Nick and Jesse at Morton Buildings. Those two guys are the experts in metal building construction, whether it's a garage or a barn or something as big as a roping arena or a giant warehouse. They've got the expertise and the knowledge to build exactly the building that you want on your property. They're the best at what they do, and they've been doing it longer than anybody else. So give them a call. Their phone number is 307-674-2532, or you can check them out on their website at mortonbuildings.com. My friends, every Saturday morning, I wake up and I'm just thinking about hot wings. And the best wings that you could possibly ever get in the state of Wyoming are from the Wing It food truck. I had lunch there yesterday. Now, I know, I've been telling you to get the garlic parmesan wings because they absolutely are incredible. But I tried the habanero wings, and they were amazing. Now, the way that you can figure out where this truck is going to be is go to their Facebook page, The Wing It Food Truck, and they post their weekly schedule there. That way, you can plan your entire week around where that truck is going to be. That's The Wing It Food Truck. You can listen to the podcast on any of your favorite podcasting apps. iTunes, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Amazon Music, really any of them will work. But the easiest way is just to go to the website, CowboyStatePolitics.com. There you can find all of the shows as well as any of the articles that I might bring up during the course of a program. If your name is Mary Throne and you have no idea what Wyoming citizens want... Well, you can go to CowboyStatePolitics.com, pull up an article, and educate yourself. Just like you should have been doing before you allowed Mark Gordon to appoint you to this dumb position. And now, back to the program. There are few things that irritate me more than arbitrarily appointed bureaucrats who have an agenda and are going to exercise it at the expense of Wyoming citizens. It was just one year ago that Mary Throne, former Democrat House of Representatives member and now chairwoman of the Wyoming Public Service Commission, basically announced her intention to try to eliminate coal-fired power generation in the state of Wyoming and now is holding a four-hour meeting in Casper on a proposed rate increase for Rocky Mountain Power. Now, good on her for going overtime at the meeting. But I dare say that had she tried to stop the meeting, the pitchforks and torches would have been waiting for her at the front door. So here we have a tree-hugging climate change fanatic in charge of your electricity bill, and she holds a meeting for four hours trying to listen to Wyoming citizens. Pretty disingenuous, if you ask me. Well, one of the guys that's leading the charge against this rate increase, actually looking out for the best interests of Wyoming citizens, is Casper Representative Tony Locke. I caught up with him earlier this week to get his thoughts on the meeting. Here's our discussion. Keep in mind that we did our interview before the meeting was held, so just take that into account when you're listening to it. Rocky Mountain Power has decided that they're going to increase rates about 30%. One of the guys that's uh, leading the charge against them is Casper Representative Tony Locke. Tony, welcome to Cowboy State Politics. Thank
1: you, David, and uh, thanks for having me. I really do appreciate this opportunity to uh,
0: bring some light on this issue. I'm sure most people have heard that Rocky Mountain Power wants to gouge us, but what's, what's behind their rate increase that you can figure out?
1: Well, from what we've been able to tell, it looks like, based on some of their requests, that... At least the 7.6% of the ECAM appears to be based on increased commodity prices. So it's my understanding that it's uh, probably increased prices in natural gas. I know that spiked up in 2022. And so probably from what I can see, it looks like this is to reclaim some of their costs from that. But 30%, that, that's a huge number. It is It is a huge number, and it's my understanding that the 7.6% ECAM actually allows them to recapture their lost costs there. So the question is, where's the other 21.6%? Uh, what's driving those costs and what's bringing this up this much? So,
0: A lot of people don't know exactly how utility rate increases work in Wyoming could you just go through the process on that and tell us how that comes to be
1: sure so uh so basically Rocky Mountain Power has to go has to request uh, the a rate increase with the uh, Public Services Commission and then the Public Services Commission has to take a look at their request and say does this uh, does this request make sense? Does this increase make sense? Is it necessary for the utility company? Um, so that that's kind of the uh, the short version of the process, and then they have to make a decision if if the request is is meaningful and if the increase is actually. Um, and i'm probably not going to use the exact right words but is is uh makes sense and is c- proper for the people as well so it's it's not just the utility commission says hey i've got to raise my prices here and they can do it the public services commission actually has to help them or has to make the decision that says yeah this request is reasonable and necessary and and it is uh, uh so based on the statute that, that the Public Service Commission has to make sure that the uh, increase in pricing is just and reasonable and in the public interest. So that's the part that, is, uh, that the Public Services Commission, by the way, who is uh, appointed by the governor, um, that's what their obligation is, is to make sure it's a just and reasonable price increase and in
0: the public's interest. So none of these people are elected; they're all appointed.
1: Correct. That is correct.
0: Okay. So, Rocky Mountain Power decides they need more money for whatever reason to cover their costs, or maybe they just need some more cash. Um, then they apply to this Public Services Commission. What happens then?
1: So then the Public Services Commission, and and I probably don't know the all of the ins and outs of the process, but uh, certainly in this case, um, they go through a process where the Rocky Mountain Power has to put in a detailed justification for them to go through. And then they also what, what we're going through right now is the Public Services Commission, of course, is having public comment opportunities. They had one in Rock Springs um, a month ago or so, and we requested that they have one here in Natrona County as well. Uh, they're going to have another one in Cheyenne coming up. And then finally, come early November, there will be a final decision on
0: what the rate increase will be. So if people want to chime in on this thing and talk about how high their electricity bills already are, how do they do that?
1: So first things first, um, we have, for those of you in, in Natrona County or really anywhere in the state that's impacted by Rocky Mountain Power, um, we'd love to have you attend the, the meeting tomorrow night on the 24th. Uh, it starts at 530 here in Casper. We'd love to see you in person if you can possibly be there. But this is an opportunity for the public to get in there and bring up the issues, bring up the facts about the case, what you know about the case. I know many of you out there have a lot of details on on what's driving it. And also to tell the Public Services, Services Commission what's the impact because 30% has a significant impact on Wyoming families and Wyoming businesses. So this is your opportunity to be seen and heard and make sure the Public Services Commission can take into consideration the impacts on Wyoming families and
0: businesses. As you know, Tony, I've been called a little conspiratorial sometimes. Do you think that some of this rate increase has, has to do with renewable energy efforts uh, maybe to put up windmills maybe they're trying to compete with some of that do you think that plays into it at all
1: well certainly rockety mountain powers parent company pacific power has a has a plan to shut down uh, our coal fired power plants and uh, our coal and gas power 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 plants in the not too distant in the next few years um i think anybody who's Taking an honest look across the landscape can see that, well, gee, if we're gonna kill our our um, our fossil fuels, fossil fuel-driven power, we're gonna have to make it up with the the green energy with the wind, the solar. And as you know, can you imagine having to build the additional infrastructure um, for when the wind stops and the sun doesn't shine? Uh, I can't imagine that's not on the book somewhere. Do I know how exactly how that's wrapped up in this request? No, but it, we would be naive if we ignored that reality.
0: Well, there's a big push for like so-called green energy all across the state. I mean, the governor's big on his carbon capture stuff, and um, we've got this nuclear power plant that they're going to put down in Kemmerer. Um, so, I mean, I would think that undoubtedly a lot of this has to do with you know, trying to compete with, you know, some of the subsidized green energy stuff.
1: Uh, that's absolutely true. There's, there's no question. And like I say, there's a lot of infrastructure. Think about long-term storage for the green energy. Think about the infrastructure that has to be built out and all of that. So you know that there's a lot of cost wrapped up in, in that transition. And the truth is, Wyoming hey, we're a coal and gas com- uh, state. That's who we are. And so um, from my perspective, those are costs that I don't think it makes sense for us to uh, uh, bear. And in fact, I would probably argue, I'm not sure that that falls into the uh, the public's interest. I'm not sure that falls into costs for that are just and reasonable for the public interest.
0: So... let's switch gears a little bit. You're you're representative in Casper. Uh, Talk to me about your district.
1: So my district, uh, I'm in House District 35, kind of on the east side of town over there. Uh, Kind of most of my district's just outside the loop on the east side of town and um, kind of on the south end of town as well. And, uh, yeah, so I actually got into this fight from a large number of my constituents that were concerned about it. Many just on the, their, from the family perspective, from their family and the impact it's going to have on them, a 30% increase, but, uh, also other small businesses. This has a, a large impact on small businesses. For example, um, let's just take the small business let's take the most small businesses can pass through so small businesses are going to get the increase well they unfortunately to to
0: cover the cost cover
1: the cost they're going to have to pass that along to their customers well guess what that's the double whammy on the wyoming families and uh then uh there's other businesses uh, most peop- some people know this all don't but you know 85 percent of our uh, oil companies in the state are small family-owned businesses well now imagine them their electricity costs go way up many of those uh, people running a small number of wells use a large n- amount of electricity but they don't get to pass it through this is right straight on, you know, additional operational cost to them, and cuts right straight into their ability to make a living because they're at the mercy of what a, a barrel of gas is or a barrel of oil is today. So imagine the impacts on those folks. And then, for those of you who have taken a look in the paper in the Cowboy State Daily last week, our Trona industry made it clear: Hey, you heap another thirty percent electrical costs onto them they aren't going to be able to be competitive with uh, China. China's pricing and, and China selling their Trona in place of our Trona, and we're one of the largest uh, Trona and soda ash producers in the country.
0: So this isn't, this isn't just something that affects your electric bill. I mean, this is something that affects, like, everything, industry, your personal finances, everything.
1: Absolutely. You know, uh, a friend of mine said, hey, it affects your family. It affects your bosses, you know, your your business, the business that you work for. It affects the business that you own. And ultimately, most of those costs roll right straight downhill to the Wyoming families. But quite honestly, they definitely will have adverse effects on the businesses as well.
0: Okay, so we've got a meeting coming up on the 24th and then there's another one going to be scheduled down in Cheyenne. Um if people want more information where can they go to to find this how can they get a hold of you
1: So you can go to the my website it's lockforyo.com so lockeforwy o.com and just go to the events section and you can find a little more about this meeting get information on how to either attend in person via their Zoom process or um you can call in but i would really like to uh strongly recommend let the wyoming voices be heard we really need to be heard here folks it's it's easy to ignore these things but a large uh a large increase like this is going to have impacts on every one of
0: us well you're not going to ignore it when it hits your own pocketbook that's for sure
1: absolutely
0: Well, Tony, thanks for visiting with me this morning and just keep me updated on whatever's going to happen with this whole issue.
1: Thank you, David. I really appreciate this opportunity. And Wyoming, please get out there. Make sure your voice is heard. Their opportunity is now.
0: The trouble with liberals, my friends, is they always have an agenda and they almost always act on it. We have an issue, this rate increase, that is going to affect a large percentage of Wyoming citizens. And Wyoming's paper of record is saying as little as possible about it because they're in favor of the climate change agenda. And they know that if this rate increase goes up, then Rocky Mountain Power is going to focus more on renewables. Instead, they would like to direct your attention like the flim flam magician. Look over here. Nothing to see over there. It's a disgrace. Now, in all fairness, the Cow pie does have a big article about that meeting on the front page of their website right now. As much as I pick on them, at least on this issue, they're letting you know what's going on. As it relates to the Cow pie, on Monday's program, I'm going to have another discussion with Rod Miller. Evidently, Columbia University has decided to go after the Cow pie and talk about journalism, they claim that Wiophile are the real journalists and that the cow pie is right wing. Uh, I got to tell you, my friends, the hilarity never ends. Well, anyhow, we're going to do that on Monday's show. But for right now, from the base of the bighorns at the Cowboy State Politics Northern Command Studio in Sheridan, Wyoming, I'm David Iverson, and this is the one and only Cowboy State Politics.